Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all the ships at sea, welcome back to another episode of the Blind Leading the Blind podcast. My name is Chris. And I am Mike. Hey, happy Labor Day. Well, happy Labor Day to you too, sir. And thank you for your labors. <laughs> thank you for yours. Huh? Do retired people get to celebrate Labor Day? I Technically, no. <laughs> okay. Every day is like Labor Day. Every day is a holiday, don't you know? <laughs> Well, folks, it's Labor Day. Uh, <laughs> thanks for uh, listening to us. Uh, yeah, we decided to come in here on Labor Day and say, nope, we don't stop. We are not taking the day off. We that, keep running. That is the level of our dedication. That's right. To you, our loyal listener. That's right. What would you do on a Tuesday without having us release an episode? What would they would do if we didn't release an episode? I know what they do do on Tuesday. They start texting me going, hey, what are you guys doing? <laughs> Uh, did you guys record a podcast? Yeah, did you do something last night? <laughs> um, yeah, like always, Studio B, Basement, B Ministries. We're sharing the space technically this evening with the uh, Midwest Championship Wrestling guys. They're over in another room. So if uh, you hear screaming or yelling or any sort of wrestling type stuff, then you'll know that that's just our friend Joey and our friend Jay. That's just new sound effects for the podcast. <laughs> I'm sure people scream enough at us, so yeah, we'll find out. Um, yeah, glad to have you with us. If you want to get a hold of us in one manner or another, first off on Facebook, um, I have some things to start throwing up there. By the way, I just haven't gotten to it, but tomorrow okay. is, you know, Tuesday. So um, I always look at the email on Tuesday. Okay. So I haven't seen anything. So if you've been sending stuff, it's not coming through, folks. Okay. Or cut you out of the spam. Anyway, on Facebook, if you want to get us, you find us at first name, blind leading, all one word, last name, the blind, again, all one word. Uh, conversely or adversely, if you would like to send us an email instead of getting a hold of us on Facebook. I like Chuck Taylors. Me too. You said conversely. Yes, conversely, yes. Um, if you'd like to get a hold of us uh, via email rather than Facebook, the email address is blindpod at gmail.com. That's B-L-I-N-D-P-O-D at gmail.com. Yeah. And I don't have any Chuck Taylors. You should get some. That'd be awesome to see you roll in in some Chucks. So let's see if the Converse company will, you They're know. pretty cheap. Dedicate a couple of Chinese kits to just make me a pair of shoes and send it over. And I'll rep it for them. You know, I saw something the other day. I saw PF Flyers. Mm. I didn't realize they still made them. I didn't know. I thought those were gone a long time ago. be like Red Ball Jets. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Hadn't thought about those in a while. Nice reference. Yeah, that little little tag on the back that you could sit in school and sort of pick it off. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, All right, well, (laughs) I think that... Is there anything else we need to say? It's Labor Day. I think that's uh, it. We covered Labor Day. We covered intro. We covered. Uh-huh. I don't think there's anything else. Yeah, is popcorn there? festival is coming up this week. Yep. So if the, any the, of you are attached here at the B Ministries, we can use lots of help in the booth. Yep. And in the uh, at the front desk, that would be Thursday, Friday, and Saturday of of the next upcoming. Yep. Except for those of you that are going to go do volleyball all weekend. <laughs> that's you. Yep, that's me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, sports season is upon us. We have con- cr- uh, cross country and volleyball yep. uh, overlapping all at the same time. Um, so that's fun. Uh, school starts back for my kids tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Also fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's 
It's the most wonderful time <laughs> of the year. Wee! <laughs> my, my wife has a t-shirt that says, I can't. My kids have a practice or a game or something. Yeah. And I, I want to get one that says, I'm late again. <laughs> it's just because yeah. no matter what I'm doing, I'm always late. <laughs> Your appearance is appreciated whenever it is. So, uh, well, let's not waste any more time. Right into the dead report. It makes my heart smile every time I hit it. It makes my face smile. Yeah. I mean, by, by the way, this water bottle I grabbed at your house before we left, uh -huh. you notice it's got a little bit of a gangster it's, lean it's going a, on? It's all a kilter, isn't it? It's uh, got a pretty hard lean. Yeah, some I'm not, I'm not some entirely sure what happened there. I think the stocking people at the Menard store were um, a little rough on the flats. Yeah, this is your, that, what that, is this, Glacier that's Mist? That's that there Glacier Mist boy now. Yep. Yep. Chester... Hill Springs, Chester Hill, Massachusetts. Uh, South Spring in Pittsfield, Massachusetts. Uh -huh. Morgan Spring in Bennington, Vermont. Uh -huh. Pristine Mountain Spring in Stockbridge, Vermont. Uh -huh. Wow. So they draw water from all of those different springs. A lot of cities have water taps you can turn on and off. <laughs> All right, Mr. Wilson, dead report me. All righty. Well, this, there are a couple of significant ones here. Um, let's start with the one that everyone is most aware of. Jimmy Buffett passed away. Yeah. Last day or so. Yep. Um, good guy. A lot of stuff people don't know about. That He just did a lot of really good stuff. He was a big behind-the-scenes guy. Yes. and he For, for it, all of his loud, boisterous personality and out-frontness, mm -hmm. He did so much behind the scenes oh. for people that nobody ever knew about. And he didn't want people to know about it. He just did it. Yep. Because that's kind of who he was. Yep. So, yeah, he will be missed. Um, there's a whole section of music you just need to. What's your favorite Jimmy Buffett song? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's hard. Yeah. That's too hard. Attitudes. Changes in attitudes. Changes in latitudes. I like that one. Cheeseburger. Everybody knows that one. Cheese. Yeah. Cheeseburger. That was where my brain went first. Yeah. Um, I always loved Pencil Thin Mustache. Okay. I don't know why. It just I, I'll be honest, though. Um, I, and this is going to sound stupid for the for the giant catalog of Jimmy Buffett that there is. Mm -hmm. One of the more modern songs that he did as a team up, Five O'clock Somewhere, is a great song. Yeah, it sure great was. Great song. Yep. Yep. Well, well done. Well put together. I watched a uh, thing where Dave Matthews sat in with him. Yes, that was fun. Oh my, yes, that was. I've I thought about you. I, yeah, yeah yes. I'm gonna send it to you. But it was two o'clock in the morning, and I didn't. I've wanna... seen it before. Yeah. Oh well, it doesn't matter then. <laughs> it's great. Way, way ahead of me on every every <laughs> level. <laughs> There's a lot of them. Yeah. So Jimmy Buffett, and um, also just in the last day or so, yeah, um, a guy by the name of Steve Harwell passed away. Yep. Um, you would know him as the lead singer and the front man and the driving force mm -hmm. of a band called Smash Mouth. That's right. Um, song All-Star. Uh-huh. Hey, Now You're an All-Star. Yep. That one. Um, they also covered I'm a Believer. Yep. The movie Shrek. Shrek. Yep. Yeah. My favorite of their songs. Uh-huh. Roadman. <laughs> Roadman. <laughs> Driving in the road van. Mm -hmm. it, you got to look it up. Uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll I'll dig it up and it, post it's it. It's one of those dumb funny songs. Yes. Yeah. And uh, which they were good. They were known for. They they had a lot of really silly, just silly lyrics. His, songs. His deal. He didn't have really any music experience. Right. He just wanted to be a pop artist. Yep. 
and he drove everything in his life to that. <clears throat> yep. Um, but they had a couple of really, really big songs. Yeah. Um, yeah. All Star is, yeah. is just, I, it's, it's my summertime childhood. I mean, at the pool every summer, man. That song oh, I'm was sure. blasted. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Music, music world took a big hit. Yep. And uh, in other other news on this topic, I guess we should mention Keith Richards is still alive. <laughs> Somehow. I don't know how. Somehow. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but the Queen is dead, so. <laughs> yeah, Freddie Mercury passed away a while ago. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm just waiting on the mysterious hunting accident that's waiting yeah. in the wings. <laughs> Oopsies. You know what's going to happen. <laughs> By the way, did you know, random fact about the Queen, since I randomly brought that up, did you know she was majorly into fox hunting? Oh, yes. Oh, she was huge. Yes. I had no idea. I, read, I There was a, I don't remember if it was a documentary or if I read something, but there, I, I remember getting involved in this whole thing about, like, her life that no one really knew about, her interests and things like that. I mm -hmm. had no idea that she was so big into fox hunting, mm -hmm. which I know fox hunting is a big deal in England. Yes. But I never realized, I mean, she was like an actual like sportswoman. Mm -hmm. like, like she legitimately like participated, mm -hmm. didn't just support. She, right. She was a hunter. Yes. Interesting. So. Interesting lady, interesting life. She was. Indeed. All right. Is that it? I think we're it for dead people. I'm tired of talking about dead people. Let's talk about me. Oh, wait. Same thing. Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> let's talk about me. Let's talk about I. Let's talk about number one. Oh, my, me, oh, my. my. Um, all right. Here we go. News. Insert catchy phrase here. I promise. One of these days. You need to use a phone. What we need is, yeah, we need Matt. We need Matt to write some copy for us. Yes. Something to go over the news. Yes, we need Matt to write some, something to go over the news music. Uh, just so you know, it will be obtuse, bizarre, and hilarious. <laughs> it will, because he is a genius. <laughs> he is an absolute comedic genius. He's great. He could make so much money as a writer for comedians. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And Or even just commercials in general. Just, just Yes. <laughs> He's such a genius. Well, you know, Larry the Cable Guy started on radio. Podcasts are the radio of this, you know, there, new century. That's right. So there you go, Bob. That's right. We got your next career. Let's Just go. Let, it, let us push it. That's right. Even though we're not monetized, we'll get you out there. That's right. <laughs> we'll monetize everybody else. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. So you got, you, got, you got a news, sir? I do have a news. Fine? I do have a news. Okay. This comes from uh, uh, the, the the great state of Florida. Da, 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 da. Hi, Pete. Hi, Pete. Um, Pete, don't go to this Japanese restaurant. Um, Do you know where it's located? I, I'm assuming we're going to find out. I haven't read the article yet. The headline caught my eye. Okay. Um, it says, meth, as in methamphetamines, found oh. in soy sauce at Japanese steakhouse in Florida. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'll just, I'll just read it. All right. Uh, it's not from 10 TV News, so it's probably way, way better written. Um, I'm so happy that this is not a restaurant in St. Pete because I love hibachi, says the writer. A Japanese steakhouse was shut down after methamphetamines was found in the soy sauce. Nico Japanese Steakhouse in Pace, Florida, was investigated by Santa Rosa County Sheriff's Office and has now been shut down. 
the investigation started when seven people were hospitalized after eating at the restaurant. Oh, my goodness. Detectives tested two soy sauce bottles and unopened to-go packets of soy sauce, which came back positive for meth. Unopened packets as well. Unopened to-go packets of soy sauce. Wow. Which came back as positive for meth. The owners of the restaurant made a Facebook post that said they would be closing because they could not afford to keep it open. Well, their secondary source of income. <laughs> when you when you lose your side gig, this gets even more interesting. Don't, don't yeah. Go ahead. Charges could not be filed. Why not? And the investigation was closed. How come? <laughs> Because deputies were unable to determine who contaminated the food due to a lack of witness observations and surveillance footage. <laughs> and the inability of witnesses to put together a coherent sentence. So there was a certain amount of confusion. Employees told investigators that there was an employee acting erratic. They believed <laughs> that that's who contaminated the soy sauce. Could be. Sadly, they could not prove it. The owners released this statement. After more than 10 years of serving the Pace community, we have decided to close Nico Japanese Steakhouse on June 10th. We heard, just like many of you did, of people being injured after eating at our restaurant. We heard about it. Uh, which gives the idea that uh, the people who own the restaurant... They were not necessarily on site. ...are not around the restaurant uh, very often. Uh, uh, okay, uh, they I'm, heard I'm about with it. You. Um, from the moment the story broke, we cooperated with authorities and all licensing agencies. Of course you did. It was determined by the Santa Rosa County Sheriff's Office that there was nothing linking the restaurant to the accusations. And after a clear survey by the health department, we reopened our doors. We are so thankful to our regulars who came back to support us. Unfortunately, it just wasn't enough to keep the doors open. What's this? Since then, we have been brutally harassed daily by various media outlets who have slandered and defamed every aspect of our business. We have been investigated, searched, and questioned while fully cooperating at all times. That's all that we could do. So they were forced to close. Not because of the meth in the soy sauce, but because uh, there was so much customer loss and harassment after the fact that they just, they just couldn't, couldn't keep the doors open. Join us at our new venture, Breakum Bad. Breakum Bad. That's your new Indian restaurant. Breakum Bad. Uh, yeah, you got to be careful which filter you use. Harwin Curry. <laughs> Harwin Curry. It's majestic chicken, baby. <laughs> Oh, man. Listen, I would die for some majestic chicken right now. I should right not mention food to you. Oh, my gosh. Uh, if, if for some reason he's, he just kind of wanders out there in the, <laughs> in the ethers, man's been on a three-day reset fast, fast I guess, fast-ish thing. But it's, a, it's a, um, a metabolic reset. I have had um, almost no food for three days. So, uh, yeah. Very little nourishment, just enough to keep you alive. Mm-hmm. Thought, um, about, thought about sneaking out and decorating your vehicle in Carmelo bars and hot wings. <laughs> At midnight tonight, I would have gobbled it all up. Um, yep, it's over today, though. Today's day three, three-day fast. Yay. Um, it's not a complete fast. I have been eating. So I'll, I'll give you the rundown real fast since we're in news. This fast. Can be part he said of fast. News. Uh, breakfast 
is a hydration multiplier mixed with a bottle of water uh, early in the morning, like 6 a.m. Somewhere between 7 and 8, there's a protein shake that is exactly 8 ounces. Okay. And then uh, late morning, somewhere in there, is a, a, a drink that I drink on a regular basis anyway. Um, it's called Slim. Um, it also contains uh, a hunger control things to help control cravings. Um, and then lunch is a um, a little, uh, it's not a granola bar. It's um, like a protein bar. Sort of, but uh, it's uh, matcha is the main thing that oh, okay. it's in it. Um, and it's, it's roughly that big, roughly the, um, the size of, I don't know, a Toll House chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that's, you know, maybe an inch and a half by an inch and a half. It's not very big. That's lunch uh, with a, another drink packet of a drink that I also regularly have, which is called Active. Um, and then dinner, or sorry, lunch is, I lied, lunch is bone broth. I can't even think straight. Lunch is bone broth, right? And then mid-afternoon snack is the bar, okay, and the Active packet. And then dinner is a another uh, eight ounces of a tomato soup mix with collagen added to it and then there's a drink that you drink right before you go to bed it's called restore and it kind of helps your body rebuild because obviously you're putting your body through some wreckage by depriving it of the food that you normally have so um now someone someone was were interested in this and curious about it or wanted to find out more what would they do Get a hold of my wife. She'll tell you all about it. Or Chuck Hoffer. He'll tell you all about it, too. Chuck's doing it with I, I did it. I agreed to do this in support of my buddy Chuck. Isn't that just... You're uh, a good man. My buddy Chuck is trying to be more healthy, and uh, he is wanted to do this reset. Um, the, the whole goal isn't necessarily to lose weight. It is to allow your body to sort of reset your metabolism and, mm-hmm. and replenish some good bacteria and good things in your gut to help you digest things and metabolize food better and it sort of resets everything so you can take off to the races on it from a fresh start i know people who do this once a month i know who people do who do this twice a month i could not go through it twice a month wow but i think once a month would probably be a good deal Mm -hmm. Um, i think that would be good for you i know it, it, it basically accomplishes the same thing uh, as intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. However, uh, there are a lot of really specific targeted nutrients uh, and things that are uh, in this whole package to do specific things. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's what I've been doing for three days, and that's why I'm grumpy. <laughs> I need food. I want chicken wings. I don't know why, but I've been craving chicken wings. Isn't that funny? The thing you want when you can't have it. Yep. yep. Uh, so... Yep, but we're done. Today's the last day. I have dinner left to go when I get out of here, and and I'm I'm good. I'm back to normal tomorrow. Go to so sleep, and tomorrow morning I will wake up and eat everything inside. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, tomorrow we we wake up and we start fresh. So good, good. So that's my news. Right. Well, I have a little bit of news. Drop it. X. Yep. As in Twitter? As in Twitter. Twitter. As in Twitter. Okay. Which we're still mid-creation of our Twitter account, by the way. Well, let me me read this to you. Okay. They're seeking permission 
to start collecting your biometric data and employment history. We definitely need to make a Twitter now. The new policy <laughs> for the, I know. <laughs> the new policy for the service formally wait a minute, does your whole employment history? History show up? No, no, that won't show up. Never mind. Uh, formerly known as Twitter says it will. It says now. Now X Twitter itself says it will use collected biometric data for. And here is the quote: safety, security, and identification purposes. Sure. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Well, we definitely need to make one now. Yeah. 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 We need to be like a hundred and five years old. We need to be. We need to add our our ages up together. What would that be? Sixty-five and thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. So that's one hundred and three. I almost had it right. I was really close. <laughs> I was, I'm not good at math. All right. I was trying to do it in my head. Um. All right. That's it for so, news. So so that's yeah. I, well, let me just, let me just throw this one other thing in there. I, just, I don't know. This one speaks to me. I had a neighbor when I lived in Clintonville, uh -huh. down in Columbus. I had a neighbor who he was a forestry guy. He worked for the Ohio Department of Forestry. I mean, just he was a blast. Lucky dog. All sorts of stories. I'm sure about him trapping raccoons and. I have wanted to work for the Department of Forestry yeah, I, my whole life. I have too. I had a forestry camp, and I was like, oh, but in Churchill, Canada. Okay. Um, which is up around Hudson Bay. Um, okay. it, it is known as the polar bear capital of the world. Now, this guy, he and his wife, really? when, yeah, when they were retired, they took, you know, they, some people go on cruises. You know, some people go to the tropics. Nope. They went to Churchill, Canada, and were on these big snow cats, and they drive around and look at polar bears. Yeah. Um, known as the polar bear capital of the world because of the yearly arrival of hundreds of the Arctic predators. Um, it has even been, it even has a polar bear jail where troublesome creatures are herded. <laughs> this year, the town has already seen four times as many bears because of shifting sea ice. This has become sort of a tourist attraction um, for people to go and see the bears in the polar bear jail. Because they're so heavily protected and because of the World Wildlife Federation, the other WWF, um, it's, you can't harm them. So I guess they put them in jail, you know, send some baboons into scare straight or whatever, you know, black bears or brown bears or grizzly bears or something to, you know, do a scared straight program for them. And, um, and then they release them back into the wild after tagging them. Um, they have asked Twitter to put biometric data. No, um, I'm mixing the stories up. They actually, <laughs> they all now have Twitter accounts. <laughs> Yo. They issue, they tag them and issue them a Twitter account. <laughs> I am Popo the bad bear. Oh, man. <laughs> no, what they do is they tag them and then they sell you bracelets. So when you buy a bracelet, you also get this little number you can punch into an app where you can track them across the world and see where your polar bear is. Oh, isn't that cute? They also do it with sea turtles and dolphins they, and sharks. That, yeah. And, yeah. What you going to do when it comes for you? <laughs> <laughs> that's just, that's just, that's just, yeah. yeah. So many things I'm going to leave alone in that. Uh, me too. 
so I, you know. many things. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Is that all for news? Uh, that's really it. That's that's about all I want to talk about today. <laughs> okay. I'm going to join you in your grumpiness. Oh, are you? Hey, did you know that Demar Hamlin made the Buffalo Bills roster? I'm one. I'm not shocked, and two, I'm very happy about that. I mean, yeah, that's cool. Makes me happy. Yep. Um. All right. Is that it for news? Yeah. All right. It's time for everybody's favorite. Fun facts, baby. Mr. Wilson, fun fact me. Sorry, I was uh, yeah, come, I drifted come, off into the happiness. Come, come back from Unicorn Land. Okay, fun first, fact first of all, there is a college called Bard College, B-A-R-D. Yes, I'm, there is. I'm assuming it's somewhere in New England. And I don't know why I'm assuming that, but I'm kind of assuming that. I think you're correct. Okay. Um, there was a band at Bard College. <clears throat> it was called the Leather Canary. This is back in the late 60s. Uh, the drummer for that band, the guy who would, you know, fill in and, and just kind of play drums for this, this little three-piece, uh, sometimes a four-piece, um, you know, frat parties and bar gigs and stuff, was a guy by the name of Chevy Chase. <laughs> really? Yes. He decided that he was going to do other things with his life, and so he left the band. Um, that left two of the guys in a place where they just decided, well, we'll just go do this music thing on our own. One of those guys' name was Walter Becker, and the other was Donald Fagan. In other words, Chevy Chase basically played drums for Steely Dan. <laughs> Is that in one college. of those wild... In college. Yeah. That's one of those wild little stories. I have a fun fact to stack on top of your fun fact. Please do. Bard College is, in fact, a private liberal arts college mm -hmm. in the hamlet of uh, Annandale on Hudson. Oh, my goodness, Annandale. In the town of Red Hook in New York State. Goodness gracious. The campus overlooks the Hudson River and the Catskill Mountains within the Hudson River Historic District, a national historic landmark. Uh, now I'm going to have to back and listen to all that Steely Dan because I already got the Annandale reference. And, uh, wow. There you okay. go. Okay. Thank you. Yep. Uh, glad I could help. All right. You want another fun fact? Hit me. Did you know that octopuses have oh. three hearts huh. and blue blood? Hmm. Two of the hearts pump blood to the gills while the third heart pumps it to the rest of the body. When an octopus swims, the heart that delivers blood to the rest of the body actually stops beating. This is one reason why octopuses prefer to crawl rather than to swim, as swimming exhausts them. Additionally, their blood uses copper-based hemocyanin, hemocyanin okay. to transport oxygen, which gives it a blue color unlike the iron-based hemoglobin in most vertebrates, which is, which is red when oxygenated. This unique circulatory system makes the octopus one of the most fascinating creatures in the animal kingdom. Huh. So, yeah, so our blood is obviously red when mm -hmm. it oxygenates, mm -hmm. when it comes out of your body because of the hemoglobin, mm -hmm. right? It's an iron-based thing. Theirs is copper-based, therefore causing it to turn blue or a bluish-green color, actually. Um, <clears throat> when exposed to oxygen. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Huh. 
and in the, in the one of their hearts stops beating when they swim. That's why they don't like to swim. <laughs> don't make me swim. Don't make me swim. Yeah. If you keep on swimming, keep <laughs> just on. keep swimming, just keep swimming. Since we're talking about uh, fishy type creatures, oceanic and water stuff, you remember Big Mouth Billy Bass? I do, indeed. And his song, of course, was Take Me to the River. Yes. Who wrote Take Me to the River? Well, that would be a fellow by the name of Al Green. Yes. It was the original. He wrote it and recorded it. He has received more in royalties from Big Mouth Billy Bass than any other recordings of that song. <laughs> so every time I hit the button on my Big Mouth Billy Bass, it was... <laughs> I was making Al Green money. My grandpa had one of those. I did too. Took the batteries out of it because we wouldn't leave it alone. Hmm. Oh, my. I love Big Mouth Billy Bass. That was so much fun. Can you imagine? (laughs) You know, a famous artist. I mean, you know, he (laughs) made most of my money off Big Mouth Billy Bass. Made me so much money. (laughs) I'm trying. I had one of the. I had one other fun fact that I'm trying to dig up. I had it, and then it acted up on me. Oh. Uh, so I was telling you about it earlier. I couldn't get back to it. I'm mm-hmm. trying to. I'm scrolling through the host page now where I found it. I'm trying to find it. Here we go. There it is. There is a tree. Um, in on the island of Crete. Mm-hmm. in Greece mm-hmm. is an olive tree mm-hmm. it has a trunk that is 15 foot in diameter okay it's at least 2900 years old oh my goodness based on the graveyard found nearby wow this tree likely lived through the writing of the Iliad yeah. during the golden age of Athens mm-hmm. the rise of the Roman Empire mm-hmm. and the birth of Christ and then lived for 2000 years after all that and still produces olives as well. That's really cool. Look at this crazy thing. That's one of the most insane olive trees I've Giant ever seen. Giant tree. Looks like you could just get up and walk away, doesn't it? It looks like something out of Crack a Lord of the Rings novel. It's, honestly. It sort of does. Interesting. I wonder who... Now, see, here's what I think about. Who in history has had olive oil that was made from that tree? Or eaten, just eaten olives eaten off, the olives it. off yeah. of it. Yeah. I mean... I mean, Jesus likely did Jesus ever go to Crete? Does it say that in scripture? What I know that Jesus and Paul particularly were not fond of Cretans, correct? Paul, Paul wasn't. Uh, yeah, Paul wasn't. Paul wasn't. That they were stupid. Yes. Yeah. Like mean mostly. Sure. Also not real bright. Interesting. I'm thinking about Alexander the Great. Well, I just the the only reference that I've ever heard about Crete, really, aside from like documentaries about you know the right. the people that lived there like before the time of Jesus, uh-huh. um, and you know hunting for Atlantis and all that. Um, I've watched so many documentaries. Oh, here we go. By the way, I found a T-shirt. My daughter was like, "If you don't buy that T-shirt, I'm buying it." And I was like, "Okay." And it says it has a picture of a, a very sort of poorly drawn chupacabra on the front of it mm-hmm. and it says support your local cryptozoologist oh that's funny and I was my daughter was like you need that shirt if yeah. you don't buy it I'm buying it you kind of do yeah Mr. Killian sent me a picture I think he sent you the same yes. picture yes of what looks like a chupacabra 
It's not supposed to be, but no, yes. It's wolf. And what did you call it? The predator pose? Yeah, it is. Head a, down, haunches. It is a hunched down uh, predatory position. Yes. yes. As if it is stalking yes. something. I would like to get one and put it out near the pond at the condos to keep the geese away. Yes. Yes, I'm sure and, that And I want to do it at night. I want to do it so no one knows. I oh, want to yeah. sneak it out there. Oh, yeah. And then, unfortunately, I, the phone calls won't come to my house anymore. You you should you should put you should put it uh, squaring off with the swan that's already out there. Yeah, 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 with one of the owls in its mouth. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great if you could <laughs> fig, if you could finagle that. That'd be great. Uh, I am looking at something here. This has nothing to do with fun facts. I mean, it, it could have something to do with fun facts, but I just happen to see it. My eyeballs okay. have fallen upon it. Okay. And in your love of Germany. And German things. It makes me sound like a Nazi when I say that. I don't know if I'm going to say this these words correctly. Okay. Uh, how do you say the word spelled T-U-N in German? Tun. Tun? Okay. The Great Heidelberg Tun. Have you ever seen this? No. Uh, it's uh, 1751 CE. Okay. What does CE mean? Christian era. Okay. The year of our Lord, 1751. Okay. Uh, it's an extremely large wine vat contained within cellars of Heidelberg Castle in Germany with a capacity, are you ready for this? I am. 2,200. Uh, no, sorry. I, I, whoa, I'm way off. Comma's in the wrong spot. 221,726 liters. Okay. Due to drying of wood is... Its current capacity is 219,000 liters. About 130 oak trees were used in its construction. There have been four such barrels in the history of Heidelberg. Hmm. It is massive and it is beautiful. You should see this. It is absolutely massive. Gorgeous. It's probably, what, 25 feet in diameter? Well, there are is people. Is that a human down there? That, well, no, those are those are statues. But it's if you look, uh, there are people standing on top of it. There, there are those are life size sculptures, is what those are. Okay. And because there are other people standing on the railings above it and next to it, um, and they are very tiny. So I would Isn't guesstimate that, that to be. Yeah, I would say at least twenty five foot high. Yeah. If not more. That's huge. That's a lot that of stuff, man. massive. Can you imagine the, the, the cooperage, just the, the making of that, the construction yeah. alone? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or three guys sitting around at lunch going, I can make one bigger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, you want to do something this weekend? <laughs> I got an idea. We need somewhere to house this <clears throat> whale we just caught. <laughs> That's amazing. That's really cool. It's massive. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I got distracted by cool stuff. It happens. I get distracted on occasion. But I do not just simply freeze and not talk until someone touches me. <laughs> Listen. Listen. I my wife my, my wife showed me that video of the most recent like she she was like, Hey, it happened again and I was like, Yeah. Oh. And and so I watched the video, and I went, man, that, that man is having a medical emergency. There's yes, something going on there. It's either a mini stroke or it's a reaction from that concussion that he had. Yeah. 
his brain switches are not firing. Something is going on with that man, yes. and, and I, he needs a lot of prayer. It's, it's time to, and he needs to not be in his yeah. office anymore. Yeah. Yep. Uh, much like our president, but anyway, um, you know what? He's not too far off. They must have must have taken some of the life force from Mitch McConnell and put it into Joe Biden to keep to him keep, alive. Just keep him alive for a while. Uh, see, I'm telling you, I th- there's this there's this uh, conspiracy theory out there that you know the whole Hydra project mm-hmm. in the Captain America films mm-hmm. that's still well and alive, and they're they're actually keeping Joe Biden alive. Um, they have a junior recruiting program. Why, yes, do they? <laughs> the Octonauts. Yeah, the Octonauts, really. Yeah, if you look at the, the, the logo from Hydra, yeah. next to the logo of, of, of for the sh- TV show. I, listen, folks out there in podcast land, look it up. You'll laugh your hind end off. Look it up. The logo for the Hydra unit and the logo for Octonauts for the cartoon... <laughs> Are almost identical. Just one's a little baby children's octopus, and the other mm-hmm. one's like full blown kraken with a skull. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a thing. Support yeah. your local cryptozoologist. Yeah. Yeah. I just I, there's so much I just want to go off on, like you know Hitler Youth, Boy Scouts of America, Veggie Tales. There's so much there. E- easy on Veggie Tales now. Oh, did I strike a nerve? Uh, they're, they're just they're, they're they are the court jesters. They're the ones making fun of everybody else. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> they riff on everybody. Yeah. Uh, including Jimmy Buffett. Oh, really? That was the inspiration for the cheeseburger song. I guess it was. Kind of must have been. You know, I've I've heard the interviews from Phil Vischer. Oh really? Oh yeah. That was a, oh really? Oh yeah, for sure. See how see how that came full circle and yeah, we he, didn't even know it was. It was he, more he, like an oval. He said he said uh, yeah he said uh, it's been a long time since I've watched it but uh, he said basically they were they were stuck on a lyric like what what is something that's that we could put in place that would be really valuable that we could communicate how much God loves you you know that God has set your value you know and how much He cares and. Um, to, so the children would understand it. And he said, uh, I was coming around the corner on a lunch break around the corner, and uh, there was a drive through across the street for a restaurant, and somebody, something happened where, uh, yeah, Cheeseburger from Jimmy Buffett was playing, and he was like, ding, got Isn't it. Isn't that great? <laughs> And, and then we have the, and then we have the VeggieTales cheeseburger song. I love that. It's like my favorite bit out of that whole uh-huh. thing. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, I think we have funded. I think we have newsed. And we have deaded. The Toten Reportenheimer. That's over with. The what? The Toten Reportenheimer. The Toten Reportenheimer. Since we're in a German mode tonight. Uh. You had nine in. Einen kleiner, kleiner, kleiner. No, we're having on a kleiner Tolton report Nimer. A little dead report. All right, dead. <laughs> and Heimer means nothing. I add it to the end of every German word for effect. Well, that's all for fun fact in Heimers. And he's. <laughs>
Uh, that makes me happy. <laughs> okay, so here's the situation, folks. We're going to drop into part two of this whole worship discussion that we started last week. Mm-hmm. Um, my phone is like two seconds from dying. So I will not be referencing, and it could be more fun this way. Um, it, it might be. So due to the uh, intake of fluid that I've had for the last three days... <laughs> I need to take a potty break before okay. we dive into this. Okay. So why don't you uh, do a quick, uh, you know, have a couple just, minutes just recap. Just a little recap of, what uh, we've, of, of where what we're, we're talking at. about. Yes. Um, yes. And uh, I shall return. Apologies. Alrighty. Bless you, my son. All righty. There he goes. He's going towards the door. He's at the door. The door opens. The door closes. Nope. He didn't close the door. Um, let's open the microphones. Not sensitive. Anyway... We were talking about worship, and we found this article. Um, It's from the NIVBible.com. It's a blog about the full meaning of worship. Um, Worship, of course, being a dominant theme in the Bible, uh, from Genesee all the way down to the Revelations. Um, And why would that be a theme that is so prevalent and so important in all of the Bible? That it's that it keeps keeps being mentioned and mentioned and mentioned and mentioned. God created everything, and in Christ He redeemed us, and so therefore is worthy of all of our honor, all our respect, all of our time, and, and all of our service, um, and our respect, just our general, just just the awe of that whole situation. Uh, but we're going to talk about some of these things that are that are brought into this, the honor and the praise and the service aspect of it particularly. Um, we talked a little bit last week about the word worship itself. Um, I have to admit that I did one Bible study. Did you? Since then. Um, on this topic? On Kind of on this topic to a... To a group of people who, who, for whom this whole idea of worship and praise and all that is a kind of a foreign concept. Okay. Um, and so it, it struck me as, boy, this is something that we could kind of introduce and, and have some some conversation about. Um, and it went, it was interesting um, to see the different takes that people have on worship. Um, I found an article, in fact, today at one point, um, which was. <laughs> I sent it to I sent it to Chris and and he said uh, what I added into it was you know it's it's an okay article it's about how people think about worship but it kind of borders on you know the right way to worship you know I know you I was very confused as to what you were talking about that you sent me because I didn't get anything that's why I asked you what I asked you oh you didn't get the PDF no I thought you had read it no that's oh. why I was confused because I was like what are you talking about. I thought you were referencing this. No. No, I so, was referencing... So I, so I have not read okay. whatever you sent okay. me. Okay, what, what it was was a discussion about worship, how worship is different than praise. Is there a difference? Okay. You know, and that it was, it was an interesting article. It brought up the Pharisees, you know, how Jesus said, you know, empty tombs. And, sure, sure, sure. And, sure. and that whole end of things. Yep. I, I just, but it was it was interesting. There were parts of it though that were were really bordering on, um, this is the right way to worship. Okay. Um, mentioning specific gestures or methods or, which always strike always kind of grind me just a little bit. Okay. 
Um, because then people take those gestures or those uh, physical attitudes and, and begin to assign to them uh, the attitude of the heart of the person by their, by their, by their physicality. Or importance in, and or value in general? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, it, it, it runs through everything. Mm -hmm. the, the danger of assuming or extrapolating um, what someone is thinking uh -huh. because of something you heard or observed. Uh-huh. Recently, on that topic, did you did you happen to send that uh, to anyone else? No. That PDF that I was just... Yes. No, I did not. I had a similar conversation. Okay. Uh, in a text message exchange not long ago. Okay. Uh, where someone uh, said that they were afraid that they had been doing praise and worship in church service incorrectly. Mm -hmm. And my response was, there is no incorrectly. Yes. The only way it becomes incorrect is if however you are displaying your adoration or love or submission or honor or service or all the things we're going to talk about, if the way that you're displaying that uh, points back at you or, or, or makes you the forefront of that action. A degree of self-awareness. Um, th that would be the only way I would call that incorrect. Mm -hmm. Because as I put on the title of our last one, it's never about you. Right. Worship is, is never in any aspect, no matter how what aspect of worship you happen to be playing out in at that moment, whether it's congregational praise on Sunday morning or whether it's giving someone a ride mm -hmm. or whether it's you know taking somebody to go get groceries mm -hmm. um, whatever um, whatever act of worship you happen to be playing out in the moment it's never about you it cannot ever be about you, mm -hmm. you we we mentioned earlier about Jimmy Buffett and things that he had done that he didn't publicize. Now, I'm not holding Jimmy Buffett up as, a, <laughs> as an example as, as of a, Christian. As, as a beacon of godliness. <laughs> yes. However, godliness, yes. <laughs> the attitude that, that a lot of people, that, that I have noticed around this body of Christ and in the, in the community, there are a lot of things that get done that people just do. That's right. Um, and, and, and in conversation, something will come up and someone will go, oh, you, you, you did that thing. That's really cool. Yeah. And I get uncomfortable whenever then someone else says, hey, did you know Wilson did this? Sure. I go, no, that wasn't why I did it. Sure, sure, sure. Um, you know, it, is that a testimony? Here, here's my, is that a testimony that someone is saying, hey, look what God used Wilson to do? Could be. Yeah. And so I need to just shut up. Sure. And, and hold myself in check and not feel like, you know, hey, you know that I real quickly can take ownership yep. of things that happen well, and the, things the, that I do. So I don't want people to talk about uh -huh. them. That way I can just go, God, okay, now what's the next thing? Yep. That's, that's why, you know, th that whole scripture about not letting your right hand or your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Mm -hmm. um, that's why that's so important to make sure that plays itself out in your own 
mind, your own heart and mind, yes. that this is of no consequence. What I'm doing, the thing, whatever I'm giving of myself is of no consequence. It is simply an act of worship and obedience mm-hmm. to bless and love someone else. Mm-hmm. Whether in that moment, it, hey, listen, if it's in your private prayer time and in your private worship time, it's there to bless God. It's not for you. Mm-hmm. If it's in service of someone else, it's for them. It's not for you. And it continues on through everything. That's That has to be the And I, I know I keep harping on this, but that is the jumping off point. That has to be the jumping off That's point. That's where it starts. That is. For everything else that follows. Yeah. That has to be the jumping off point. Right. Right? But no matter what else you're going to talk about under the heading of worship or, or praise or, or any of that, the jumping off point has to be, it's not about you. It can't be about you, right? And so that, that's why I keep jumping up and down on that and harping on it and circling back around to it because it's really, really, really important. Really important. So anyhow, the <laughs> start bouncing ping pong balls, buddy. I'm ready. In this article, uh huh, it talks. It, it basically kind of shifts gears because worship and praise those words bring certain ideas to people's you know, minds. Sure. So it, it, it switches to this word homage or homage, whatever you want to say, however you want to say it. Um, expressing your honoring of God through worship and through praise yep. and through prayer. Mm-hmm. And it takes all sorts of different forms. Indeed it does. Sometimes it's absolutely silent. And that's okay. And that is okay. That is 100% okay. Sometimes it is more boisterous. Also okay. Is there ever a time that boisterousness in praise is potentially not the thing to do? Yes. You want to go there? Because he's, he's so reticent to even <laughs> say things. And I am too. I mean, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings or cause anyone nope. to look at anyone else. Nope. Askance. <laughs> yep. Uh, I will just say this. Okay. And, and I had this experience this past Sunday during, during leading worship. Okay. Um, we were in a very reverent moment during our praise and worship time. And there were lots of things that it's interesting. I am, I'm going to hit this real quick and then we're going to jump away from that because I want to save this discussion of praise and worship. I mean, we can, obviously we're going to talk about it a little bit later on Mm -hmm. as you go through this article, if I remember correctly, Mm -hmm. but um, I'm just going to hit this specific thing and then we'll jump back onto something else because I want to kind of save this for our last episode. I want to really land on that. Okay. Because, and the reason for that is because that is how most people are familiar with this concept of praise and worship. Okay. Okay. And so I want to dedicate an entire episode to that. Okay. Um, And so anyway, I'll hit this real quick. This past Sunday, we were in a very quiet, reverent moment almost a holding pattern, if you will. Yes. Um, and, and I, as the leader, right, I'm there. And 
it's my job, right, to be incredibly aware mm-hmm. of what God is doing in the room, mm-hmm. of what God is doing not only in myself, but in the congregation as a whole. Because remember, and we'll talk about this, the point of congregational worship, the gathering of the saints, yes, there is individual one-on-one things that happen with you and God. But the point of that is a togetherness. Mm-hmm. Right? A joining. Yes. And so, so anyway, there were all kinds of things during that moment that were running through my head, my heart, mm-hmm. things I was praying. Because I'm, I'm praying constantly, right? Mm-hmm. I'm very much trying to be hyper aware mm-hmm. of the spirit. Okay. Yeah. Um, and there were all th- kinds of things that I wanted to say, that I wanted to sing, that I wanted to, and it was all, I mean, from worship, right? It's, it's from a standpoint of praise. It's just a pouring out of me, right? If I had been on my own by myself, those things would have all came out of my mouth. Of course. In that moment, though, I really felt like God said, nope, just stand here and be happy in my presence. You don't need to say anything. You don't need to sing anything. You don't need to do anything. Just stand here and just chill out in my presence. Mm-hmm. And, and people in general find that very difficult to do. Well, it's uncomfortable. Exactly. Why? <laughs> you, you want to talk about why it's uncomfortable? Uh, it. it Last week I referenced when we were talking about our attitude towards God, our, our perspective, our viewpoint on God. I said a really easy way to, to sort of put it into perspective is imagine a peasant coming into the throne room of the, the high king of the land. Mm-hmm. The moment you step into that throne room, you are very much immediately aware of where you fall mm-hmm. in the pecking order. Mm-hmm. Same thing happens when you are in the presence of God. You are very much aware that you are standing in the throne room of the king. Mm-hmm. And it is absolutely wonderful and absolutely terrifying at the same time. Mm-hmm. And for me, what wants to come out is every word and phrase of adoration that I can think of. Mm-hmm. But sometimes God says, just just stand here. Just be okay. Because of the community. Being with me. So because, exactly. Because, and here's why I keep going back to it, because it's not about me. Mm-hmm. That time is not for my personal prayer time. That's not for my personal prayer and worship time. I am there for everyone else. I'm not there for me. None of it is for me. And so, everything, all of my decisions, all of my efforts, all of my everything that I put into that worship team and what we do on Sunday mornings is all based around everyone else in the room. Right. No, oh, I understand. Not I'm, me. I'm, yeah. And, and so... Yeah. So to answer your question, is it ever inappropriate to be boisterous 
during praise time. Yeah, if God says not to. Right. But you, yeah. have, you have to be listening to know that. That's you. Right. And you have to know what God sounds like. That's right. And you know what? If someone else is being boisterous and you don't think they should be. That's... Well, then you should probably just go to the Church of Christ and it'll all be fine for you. No. Um, What what I'm going to say is, if you don't think they should be, you are wrong. Right. Correct. Simply because you are determining what they should and should not be doing. Exactly. Not for any other reason Mm -hmm. than you are determining. Mm -hmm. It's not your place. Mm -hmm. You have no idea what's happening inside of that person what God is doing in that person. Unless God or his spirit are telling you. Unless God has dropped a gift on you and revealed to you their heart. Look over here. If God says, look what I'm doing here. Okay. But otherwise, if, if you're sitting in a church service on Sunday, why are you worried about what other people are doing during their worship time? Mm -hmm. Worry about you and God. That's it. More importantly, and I'll say this, and we're going to walk away from this topic. <laughs> sure, we are. More importantly, uh, God, what am I here for today? Yes. It's not. Again, I said it last week. It's never about you. Listen, we all go through hard times, and sometimes you're going to come to church, and you need to receive, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. God will meet your needs. He'll more than likely use someone else to do it. I was say, but you know what's so amazing is you come in that with that sense of need. And as you, I, this happens all the time. As you're there with all these other people and you're seeing them praise and worship, it is so encouraging Yep. to me. All of a sudden, what you whatever you had going on seems not so it's, big. It's not a big deal. Right. It's just, and, yeah. and, and remember, if you show up with an attitude of God, what I'm here, use uh-huh. me however you want me to, uh-huh. right? Whatever you want to do. There's also a high likelihood that God will be using you to meet someone else's need that morning right. or evening or whatever time you happen to be there. Right. The, the whole point is the gathering together of the saints is about the gathering together. Mm-hmm. It's about acting as one unit, one one. To quote a really cheesy movie from the early 2000s, one band, one sound, right? (laughs) It's not about the individual. It's about the group together, one vision, one focus. We're all here together in the presence of God, together as a community. The the taking of communion is not an individual task. Right. It is communing with God, community with God. I'll leave it there. As a group. That's what community means. Yes. <laughs> I, well, I just want to jump up and down on that. <laughs> it, it, we are all in this together. I mean... I, Is that your COVID-19 spiel? <laughs> yes. Yes. I'll jab you. <laughs> Sorry, we're on COVID-23 now, aren't we? I think we are. Uh, I don't know what it is. <laughs> there are other aspects to worship. Sure. That's all I got to say about that one. Yeah, I, was, I was trying to, I, I'm going to go ahead and drag this off because I can, I'm willing to go there now and we're not going to. Oh. <laughs> we are holding off on that. Next week. Next week. There's lots of parts to worship. There's lots of parts to praise. Yes. Um, there are lots of parts of, of paying homage to God one of those ways um, 
and, and if you are, have gone and looked at this article, well, let me tell you, I'm jumping around. Um, worship comes out of a reverence and a respect for God. Okay. Which leads us to an attitude of sacrifice, or I put it this way, an attitude of service within our reverence for God. There's, to me, what God has done in my life is absolutely stunning to me. Because I, well. I know who I am. I know who I can be. And I still am that guy once in a while. Sure. But it's not like it used to be. And just that, you know, I, I used to think of myself as a very kind person. And in general, I probably was. But God has enhanced that kindness to the place where there's less room for the other stuff. Okay. Did I sacrifice that other stuff so that God can use me in the ways he wants to? Is my act of worship the idea of sacrificing what I want to determine or what I want to think? So see here, we're, we're, we're back around to motivation again. Uh-huh. Right. All of this means, uh, this is all about our own motivation. If, 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 mm -hmm. if the only time, I'm stuttering, and now it's for those of you who know me, I'll try to control it, um, or not maybe. Um, if the only time that I have that I worship God is on Sunday morning, then I have to question myself about how true that worship might be. I would also posit that, that there, you're missing so much. Absolutely. Um, there, there's, there's so much more. And hey, listen, if you're listening to this and the only time you worship is on Sunday mornings because that's all you knew about. Cool. Cool. Good for you. Awesome. Just so you know. There's so much more. <laughs> there's there's the rest of the week too. <laughs> let 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 me give you a little story. Okay. Um, was it last night or the night before last? I think it was last night. Um, I was gifted a large quantity of tomatoes. Not a large quantity, but a good quantity. And so I took time last night just because I wanted to. And there I was cleaning them and cutting them up and getting them ready to go in the dehydrator, which is a current thing for me. <laughs> I'm, I'm hyper fixated on dehydration. There's going to be corn tomorrow. Um, I wondered about it. I saw the corn saw on the your corn. counter. You knew that was going to happen. I was like, is he making corn on the cob or is he going to try to dry that out? I'm going to make parched corn because it's so good. I don't know what that is. Well, you, you'll find out. Okay. I can eat it after yeah. tonight. But there I was thinking about the people that grew those tomatoes they were people I know and that family and their life and what I had seen with them that day and I was 
it was amazing to me that there were people in my world who just said, here, take these, do, do, some, do something with them. We know you'll enjoy it. And at the same time, I was praying. I was thanking, thanking God for those people. I was thanking God for what those people had done, for the connection with those people, which keeps me in a place where I'm, I don't know how to, I don't even know how to say where I am not who I could be, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> with, that's a, there's a sense of rooting. Okay. Um, I am by nature a runner. If things get nasty in my determination, sure. um, I, I naturally bolt. Um, and, and this is a group of people that keep me rooted and connected to this body of Christ, to this town, to this, to all the things that are going on. I was thanking God in moments of worship and I was, I don't, when I'm in those moments, I don't sing worship songs. Sure. But my brain is rolling riffs of worship songs. Sure. And in my mind, keyboard riffs. Sure. <laughs> along with it. Well, that's who you are. Sure. Right. And. And it was just, it was just so amazing. Um, and I didn't cut my fingers as I was slicing them up and doing it. And I was, I was so grateful and just feeling God and his provision and his blessings. Because here's this, you know, in, in, in the physical things of just doing that and, and being open to those things reminding me, you know, of the testimony of the people around I was worshiping. I was absolutely blown away that God did that in my life. I think the thing you were reaching for, by the way, is that uh, the keeping you from casting off restraint. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Um, and, and that's necessary. 100% it is. <laughs> it's one of the beautiful things about the community thing we keep talking about. Yes, and the freedom. And and I was thinking, oh, this will be cool. I'll get this done, and then I will hand them a couple of jars of these de dehydrated tomatoes. You know what? But it's that that's as much of the community, sure, in that service, yeah, as as anything else. Sure, it is. You know, somebody asked me, well, what are you going to do with all that? I'm going to give it away. Why I've found you and your lovely little wife aren't going to consume all that. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way. I'll turn red around the gills if I have that much tomato. <laughs> It'll be awful. I I just the the attitude. Uh, that's not even the word I want. But the presence of the opportunity to worship is everywhere. Not only does that worship come to me, but I have to, in service and in sacrifice and in giving and in obedience, promulgate, spread that attitude all around me. Yep. And that's the encouragement that I want to at least be part of. Yes. In, in, in worship. Yes. In, in, in praise, in in telling that story about, look what God has done. In loving people. 
Yes. In yeah. Um, so my phone's not dead yet, so I am going to pull a piece out of this article okay. to, to describe what you're describing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you use that as an example of worship. There are lots of different examples of how this might play off. Oh, absolutely. Um, uh, this article here says, sometimes people expressed homage to God with prayer and praise. We talked about that. Sometimes with silent acceptance or submission. Mm-hmm. We also talked about that. Mm-hmm. This is interesting. This is what I wanted to hit on you, okay? The book of Psalms contains many different expressions of worship, including lamenting or being Mm -hmm. sad. Mm -hmm. There's a whole book in the Bible called Lamentations, Mm -hmm. okay? It's okay. Listen, if, if you're sad or you're lamenting, tell God about it. Go to him with it, right? Be honest with that content, right? Lamenting is part of worship. It really is. Yes. Being sad. If if you're if you just are in an absolute wreck, you can still worship God in those moments. That's the, that's what? That's the time that I do. Yes. Yes. I have learned. Yes. <laughs> I don't do it all the time. <laughs> Repentance mm-hmm. is also part of worship. Mm-hmm. Prayers for vindication. Now, that's a pretty big word. What does vindication mean, Mike? Well, it applies in a lot of places. You can be vindicated or proven right. Mm. You, there are situations in our life uh-huh. that also need to be vindicated, uh-huh. made right. Uh-huh. has nothing to do with me. has nothing to do with your rightness. Yes. It has to do with these situations, prayers for vindication, by the way, generally speaking if my understanding is correct of Scripture, generally speaking, our prayers for, hey, God, this is like all of these landmines are going off in my life. I don't. It doesn't seem right. Is this what you have going on for me right now? Because if so, I'm okay. If not, could you fix it? Because I don't know what to do with it. Or the other side of it is, Hi, my name's Joseph. Right? Coat of many colors. Yes. Yeah. Hi, my name's Joseph, and I have found myself in jail in Egypt for something I didn't do. Mm-hmm. Hey, God, can you help me out with this? Because mm-hmm. uh, this situation needs to be made right because I didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Right? That's how prayers for vindication goes. Not, well, this person needs to know that I was right and they were wrong. So, God, why don't you show them that I was right and they were wrong? That is not what that's for. In the Old Testament, it talks, seek justice, love mercy. It's in the same verse. That Those two phrases are yes. attached up to each other. Yes. Justice meaning not that someone gets their just desserts. Justice being God's will. Justice and vindication are very closely tied together. True. Um, Just this things just in a just manner, Uh but we don't get to determine Mm. the justice. Yes. I mean, justice as God determines, not as we determine. Right. That that is that is what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. You you explained what I mean really well. (laughs) I guess I was okay. Um, Even in the legal system, they talk about justice being rare. 
Yeah. And sometimes not even possible. Yeah. Well, it's not ours to seek. Mm, or determine. Yeah. Yeah, or determine what should happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. then we'll get tied up in that. That's right. Rather than obeying God. That's right. And worshiping him and looking for service maybe even elsewhere far away from that situation because God does not want us dwelling on it. We get to thinking about, well, this is right and that's wrong and mm, it's not your decision. Well, unless it's me that's being treated unfairly. Sure, yeah. And, and then I have the right to rear right. up, right? Right, 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 right. I'm, 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 I'm quite sure that, that Joseph had every right to be like, well, all, so. of you, all of you are wrong and I'm right. But, right, yeah. Um, anyway, um, if you haven't read that story, you should go read it. Um, it's pretty intense. Uh, there's a lot that all of us could learn from it. Uh, read it with a fresh eye. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, reprint, repentance, prayers for vindication, songs of thanksgiving and praise. Bending over before mm-hmm. the Lord as a mm-hmm. gesture of homage or grateful submission became associated with sacrifice and public praise in Israel. Mm-hmm. In such context, it could be a formal way of expressing devotion to or dependence upon God. But if you want to read about examples of those, Second Chronicles seven three through three and four, Nehemiah eight and six. Okay, but oh, did you just go Church of God eight and six on me? <laughs> I did. But <laughs> the gesture was meaningful. This is the important part. Only Mm -hmm. if Mm -hmm. it was motivated by a genuine desire to acknowledge God's majesty and holiness and to live under his rule. Mm -hmm. So when you come into the king's courtroom, you can throw yourself on the ground and lay prostrate before him and kiss his pinky toe and do all of the lip service you want to. But Mm -hmm. he knows. He knows. whether you are one of his loyal subjects or if you're one of those outliers who are going to leave his throne room and then not act according to his will. Exactly. He knows. Unlike an earthly king who might not know unless someone tells him, uh, God knows. He absolutely knows your heart. The scripture is pretty clear about that. The only person who knows your heart is God. Not even you. Oh, no. Not even you. No. Um, th- I just want to kind of stomp on this for a second, and then we'll move on. Any act or gesture or body positioning or words or anything that is done in your life as a quote-unquote act of worship is absolutely meaningless unless it comes from a genuine desire to acknowledge God's majesty and holiness. And I love this last. I love that they put this in here. And to live under his rule. Absolutely. Not yours. Not your determinations, not your ideas, not your wants and desires. His rule. Anybody, go do some history on, what would we call that? Uh, What period of time would we call that when kings were still sitting on thrones and and having subjects and peasants? Before Victorian, right? 
Oh yeah, yeah. the Middle Ages. Middle Ages, the Dark Ages, whatever. Yeah, um, medieval times. Medieval time. That's the word I was trying to think of. Is medieval. Go do some research on that time period. Okay, and you will really sort of begin to understand what this is talking about. When someone was a ruler, if someone was a king or a lord, we all like talk about we love the Lord, right? Well, the Lord was the guy in charge of the whole land and everything in that land. Nothing happened in that land without mm-hmm. his say-so. Is that how your life is set up? Do you get to have chickens today? Because you decided to or because the king allowed you to? Mm-hmm. See the difference? And See that difference in that perspective? Right. See, in, in the historical context, they didn't have a choice. They lived somewhere. Very often, if they tried to leave and go live somewhere else, they'd just die at the border. Mm-hmm. Because, by the way, the king had guys guarding the border for ins and outs. Um, ins and outs. <laughs> uh, and so, but, but apply this mindset to a spiritual aspect into your relationship with God, to your mindset, to your perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Is this how you think about it? That, that's how easy it is to switch that, to change, yeah, yeah, to hit that switch, right? Mm-hmm. Is, okay, oh, something stupid, right? I have chickens today, right? Mm-hmm. I decided that I'm going to have chickens. Or God allowed me to have chickens, do you under, do you see the difference? It's it's about your perspective and mindset. Are you in your proper place? When you when you talk about medieval kings and lords or lairds, lairds, the lairds as we call them, mm-hmm. these were not some sitting in the throne directing things, guys. No. When there was a battle, uh-huh. the king was there. Oh, yeah. And a lot of them were, were, were out in the mix. Serious warriors. Oh, yeah. Um, that's how they got to be king. Sure. They it's weren't proving, just managers. <laughs> proving to the people that, hey, I will fight for you. That's right. You come fight with me. I will fight for you. That's right. That's, that's that. by the way, mm, this will preach. Um, <laughs> that, that, by the way. That's why all those people were there. All those men were there on the battlefield is because their king was there with them. Yes. If their king wasn't coming to the battlefield, they weren't, they weren't going. going. They weren't going either. Uh-uh. Because even though the, that king is powerful, he can't kill the whole army. <laughs> there are examples of particularly a few English kings. There has to be this level of honor and homage and respect that these men had for the king, that they were willing to walk into battle with him and stand next to him on the battlefield and to their death, if need be. Absolutely. Again, think about this in the context of your relationship with your king. Right. Is this your mindset? And as the king set things up, he had archers. He said, your job is to be here. Yep. If the battle goes, you know, and there were, you know, the destroyer, the, 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 the cavalry, sure, sure, sure. words, yeah. and, 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 the, and the melee fighters. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
But if the battle was going badly, what did those what did those soldiers, what did those people do regardless of their initial assignment? They came back around the king. They looked to the king. Yeah. Not only for direction. Direction, protection, to support and protect the king. That's right. Because they were willing to honor the king with their absolute protection when their choice could also have been to just run away. Sure. But because he is the most important. Right. More valuable than my life. Mm-hmm more valuable than the breath I'm drawing in my lungs. You must protect the king, right? There's an old Under Armour commercial. And part of that whole community thing I was talking about earlier uh, with, with the body of Christ and, and, and your local church, the body that God has set you in, there was an old Under Armour commercial they used me on, and they used to say, we must protect this house. Yeah. And it was, it was a, uh, it was a play on football, right? It, it mm-hmm. was that's you know very common attitude with with a football team is we 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 must protect this house, right? And th- hey, in case y'all were wondering, that's how I feel about my church family. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about my local church that I'm a part of that God's put me in. Mm-hmm. We must protect this house. I I absolutely will go to war over anybody in this church. Mm-hmm. I 100% will mm-hmm. and have done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so uh, that's why I brought up the, the historical uh, thing about kings and that whole idea because in my mind, that's how I apply this understanding in my relationship with God. Now, obviously I don't always get that right because I'm a broken human, but that that's my mindset that's mm-hmm. my that's where that's where my mind and heart is mm-hmm. so uh, i get if this is a little too intense for you and you and you didn't quite uh know what you were getting into with this sorry but th- th- for me this is where it is not you listener no i'm, I, I'm looking uh, at you but I, I understand no i'm 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 for a lo- would... for a lot of people they don't understand this that this doesn't this isn't how they view that relationship oh absolutely i yeah no i get it for I'm, a lot of people they view god the same way they view government they're out there somewhere they're somewhere making decisions mm-hmm. right and i don't have a choice i have to go along well i do have a choice actually i could go do all this other stuff and they're way over there they won't ever know about it mm-hmm. i'll make it right at the end of the year right yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and so, but but that is the, to, to me again. I'll I'll bring it all the way back around. That is an improper view mm-hmm. of the absolute holiness and majesty and all of God, right? That is a almost equal viewpoint of you and God. You must keep yourself in the proper place. And God is not only aware of that; He's evaluating it. Not I, only I don't that, know if that's the right word to use, but He is. He's the, judging. <laughs> yes, He is. And, and 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 the beautiful part of that is there's this. Yeah, I guess it's the right word. Duality thing that happens with God, and it runs through Scripture. You can see it: this judgment and uh, grace. Yeah. That happens at the same justice time, justice and mercy, si- simultaneous yes. at the same at the same moment, yes. an act of 
justice or an act of uh, God's wrath may also be an act of grace at the same moment Mm -hmm. and very often is uh, in one form or another. Uh, But anyhow, sorry, I'm going way down a rabbit hole. But anyway, that's the I wanted to go jump on that because to me, I think it's really important to understand none of, like I said, it's kind of like a jumping off point, right? If you don't understand this, then any of the rest of the stuff we're talking about sounds like, you know, some foreign language because it doesn't make sense. None of it will make sense if it's ever about you. Right. And, and, and for those people that are going, well, God doesn't judge my worship. Yes, he does. He, he several, 100% does. Several times. And those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. That's right. It's, it's a theme when it comes, you know, take off your shoes. The spot you're standing is holy ground. It's, are we properly, are we as Americans, aren't rebellious, naturally rebellious, freedom-seeking attitudes? Are we properly respectful of who God is? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's something to think about. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I just saw the rabbit hole go right by. I just let it go. <laughs> oh, look, there goes hippity hoppity. There she goes. Uh, hey, let's talk about sac- uh, service real quick. Okay. Okay. Um, service is an act of obedience that comes out of our love for God and our love for other people. There, taken care of. Next. <laughs> why do we? Why, why do we want to stand around and... I'm not chiding you, and I'm not being, I know. Oh, being overly flippant I about know. this. Why do we want to stand around and talk about, well, I don't think God called me to do that. Well, you know, I just, I don't think that, well, that's that's not what God has for me. Maybe it is today. Can you get past what you think is so important that you just need to just do what he's, just show up. And then outside, I know it's going to interrupt some stuff in your life, but just show up. And if you, oh, if, sorry. Go on if, with it. Okay, it's going to come out. And if you are offended, then good. Um, <laughs> I, I don't mean it in a mean way. But let, let God talk to you about this. If there are places where you have said you will serve God and every other thing in your life, determines whether or not you show up to serve or you participate in a way that is service to the community and to the worship and to the the praise and to the the adoration of God, then you might want to check where your priorities are. I have times in my life that I specifically do not do because there is something that I know God has asked me to do and I need to be prepared and available. That doesn't mean that my preparation means anything, but I am not going to distract myself with things that I want to do in order to just fill time rather than focus on what it is that God is asking me to do and might be about to do. I want to read... Come Something. on, come on, say it. Say it. I dare you. What? No. <laughs> Never mind. Did I? Okay. No, you didn't do anything wrong. 
I, I know. I just I was, I was allowing waiting. you to get all of that out. Okay, thank you. <laughs> because it's very important for me. It is. If I am not focused on 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 that aspect of service and obedience in my world, I will do exactly what I want to do. Remember, nothing happens under the watchful eye of the king except what the king wants. Mm -hmm. So if you are doing something that the king doesn't want to do or not doing something that the king wants you to do mm -hmm. because it inconveniences you mm -hmm. in some type or way, mm -hmm. then you are in rebellion. Mm -hmm. The next time God asks you to do something that you just flat out don't want to do because, oh, I've got so many other things to do right now. I don't need to be doing this right now. That's rebellion. I know for a fact that God is presenting an opportunity to dozens of people. And all I'm hearing about that opportunity is the why they can't. Yep. And I am encouraging and uh -huh. trying to love people rather than stand there and call them names. <laughs> Which is the nice way of me saying, really? <laughs> I'm going to read something here that will put a nice little uh, fez on top of what you just said. Steely Dan reference. <laughs> uh, here, uh, I guess I'll back up and uh, I'll kind of pop through this. Uh, another group of biblical terms often translated as worship literally means serve or service. The mm -hmm. people of Israel, by the way, were saved from slavery in Egypt so that, yes. so that, they could serve the Lord. Yep. You can read about it in Exodus chapter 8. The parallel expressions. Now, this is where it gets my English loving brain. This, I love when people write good. And this is wrote when good. They write good. And this is wrote, wrote good. good. Okay. Now, <laughs> yeah, I did that on purpose. All right. So, the parallel expressions, quote, offer sacrifices to the Lord, which can be found in Exodus 5, and hold a festival, end quote. So two different phrases, expressions, offer sacrifice to the Lord, end quote, and hold a festival, which is also in Exodus chapter 5. Those parallel expressions indicate that some form of ritual service was immediately in view. God later instituted through Moses a complex system of sacrifices and ceremonies so that Israel could serve God as his holy people. Now, why do, what does that have anything to do with what you just said? Okay, here's why. For example, the Passover was a particular quote-unquote service to be observed in remembrance of the Lord's saving work at the time of the Exodus. You can read about it, Exodus 12. Okay, that's referring to when God delivered the people out of Egypt, right? The Passover thing. Okay, go read it if you don't know it. Now, here's the crux. Ready? The ministry of the priests and the Levites was a specialized form of service to God. But God required a lifestyle of total allegiance from his people as a whole. Service was meant to be expressed in everyday obedience. You can read about that in Deuteronomy chapter 10. 
God strictly forbade bowing down and serving aspects of the creation or other gods. Serving aspects of the creation of or other gods themselves. Every temptation to idolatry and unfaithfulness was to be removed. You can read about that in Deuteronomy chapter Mm 5. Why is that important to what you just said? Because every temptation to idolatry and unfaithfulness is to be removed. There you go. Service is expected as part of an everyday life thing. Mm. And this, you, it's mm. obedience. You don't get extra points for it. <laughs> right. It is absolute requirement <laughs> obedience. As is your reasonable... Anyway. Um, <laughs> the sacrificial system was given to Israel to enable cleansing from sin, consecration to God's service, and expressions of gratitude to God. The New Testament describes Jesus' death as a sacrifice of atonement. Or at one mint. <laughs> See how that works? Uh, um, through the shedding of his blood, to be received through faith. Only by this sacrifice can the wrath of God be averted. Christ's unique sacrifice secures the believers all the blessings of the new covenant and allows them to serve him wholeheartedly with consciousness clean from sin. Now, that's Jesus, right? That's the obligatory. Jesus paragraph. Okay. Sorry. It, that paragraph, speaking of how things are written, that paragraph was really churchy for me. Yeah. <laughs> it was to me, too. It's okay. <laughs> that hit my churchy nerve. Um, so, here we go. Ooh, man. I love this. In response to what God has done for us, that's why that obligatory Jesus paragraph was there, right? In response to that, to what God has done for us in Christ, we are to present our bodies to him as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing unto God. Romans 12. Christ's obedience makes possible a new obedience for the people of God, those who have been bought from death to life, belonging to God as a living sacrifice. This is your true and proper worship. Romans 12 also. Or, as an alternate translation, your understanding or reasonable service. Acceptable worship is the service rendered by those who truly understand the gospel and want to live out its implications in every sphere of life. Man. That's a hammer on a nail right there. Why you look funny. In that whole passage about reasonable, uh huh. The word comes up that's related to Logos. We talked about this uh-huh. last time. Yep. Your service is the expression of your word, your true promise to God. When you say, I accept you, I want to serve you, mm-hmm. that is your word. That is your indication indication to God. You know, a man's word is his bond. Sure. It's not so much anymore. We can just say whatever we want and then do what we choose. Yeah. But it used to be that if your word 
If you didn't back up your word with your actions, or if your actions disavowed your word, mm -hmm. you were marked. Oh yeah. As someone who was not to be trusted. Yep. If your word, if your reasonable word to God is your service, your sacrifice, which is what that verse basically kind of says, mm -hmm. is your catch as catch can, I want to where I want to, well, not today, Jesus, no, I don't think so. Yeah, I'll catch you next week. I'd, I'd do it next week because I know I'll still have time. Yep. It'll still be there. I'll see if I can carve out some time to make that happen. What, what, is, what is God going to consider your word to be? Your service, your sacrifice, your the truth of your oh worship in spirit and in truth. What's he going to what's he going to consider that as? He's going to go. Well, you got grace, and it's a darn good thing you do, son. <laughs> listen, I made this way for you because I knew you were oh, that guy. Listen, guys, I know we're going long on this episode, and I don't care. Me either. Um, so listen. I'm just going to get kind of serious for a second. If this hurts your butt, I apologize. All right? Your word, right? Your, the speaking of, your, the, look, read through the book of James. It'll tell you how important it is. Mm -hmm. Okay? Your word that you speak and say, God, I am dedicated to you. I am yours. Right? Again, hearkening back to historical times, if I went before, it, it, we'll just use you and I as an example, historical, medieval times, you and I, okay? Mm -hmm. If I went to the house of Wilson, mm -hmm. or in his case, Clan Wilson, right? Whatever. If Clan, I, Clan Gun. Clan Gun, yes. all right. If I showed up at Wilson's hut and said, I am here to offer my life to you mm -hmm. in service of you, use me however you wish, where can mm -hmm. I fit in? I'm here for you, right? That is my word to him. I We have now entered into a binding contract, mm -hmm. or as the Bible calls it, a covenant. Mm -hmm. He and I, now it's more than just a business deal here. This is not a business agreement. And it's not an your, indication. Your relationship with God is not a business deal. Mm -hmm. It is not and non-negotiable. <laughs> we are not negotiating terms of the contract here. If I walk into Wilson's house and say, my life is yours, I am here in service, which, by the way, happened very often in those times. And a lot of times it wasn't your choice. Somebody in your family sent you to go serve someone else. So you wouldn't die. It, as or so a, other people as, might not die. As a form of protection 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 for, sorry i got excited as a form of protection for you and your family and those around you <gasps> oh, imagine no. that mm. imagine that it's almost never mind mm -hmm. uh so listen yeah. your word this is how important this is your word is a binding contract okay okay if you default on that It's, mm, go ahead. I go ahead. As as the person to whom this service was offered, uh -huh. um, under old English law, yeah, if that was broken, I have the right to kill that person. Un, under Hebrew law, 
Okay. Okay. Well, that's where we're, yeah, I was okay. keeping in context oh, I know. for a moment. I know. I'm just saying, even if you yeah. if you say, okay, that's old English law. Okay, no, no, no. Go back to Exodus. Go back to Leviticus. Yeah. Go look at it. Same law. Same rule. You have a right to be killed. If you enter into a covenant with God and you break your word, Could God kill you? Yes. Yes. Because of the monstrous amount of grace <laughs> that is God, uh -huh. he might just withhold blessings from you. Yep. Your relationship with him will change. It will change. Guaranteed. Uh, and if you're angry about that, you might want to consider... I'm not, I'm not saying go find the sin in the camp. I am saying... Double check yourself with God, not with yourself, but with God. Uh-huh. Help me remember, did I forget? Was it not on that list? Help me, God. What did, oh, <laughs> no. Sorry, I am really sorry. I'll get on that right away. I messed up. Yep. Um, hey, by the way, just to harken back to earlier when we read uh, in this article, remember, harken. remember, 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 any act or gesture is only meaningful if it is motivated by a genuine desire to acknowledge God's majesty and holiness and to live under his rule. Mm -hmm. Okay. Acceptable worship is the service rendered by those who truly understand this. Go ahead on. Those who have been brought from death to life belong to God as a living sacrifice. If you draw breath and you say, yeah, I'm a Christian, that's you. Okay? This is your true and proper worship. Another translation says reasonable. Another translation says an understanding or an acceptable worship, right? Mm -hmm. That's what we're for. That's what we're for. This whole thing, the fact that you draw breath is for him, not for you. Uh-huh. Period. Uh-huh. With a quill, period. Right? All right. The service rendered to God in everyday obedience is also the focus of Hebrews chapter 12. The motivation, the motivation and the power for such service is the cleansing that comes from the finished work of Christ and the hope that his work sets before us. Gratitude expressed in service I'll say that again. Gratitude exp expressed in service is evidence that people grasp and appreciate the grace of God. However, acceptable worship should also be characterized by reverence and awe because of the holiness and righteousness of God. Remember, 
It's about you understanding your place in the throne room or in the kingdom in general. Which is outside the throne room <laughs> in that example, but nowhere is away from the right, throne room. Right, Let's right, just right, be right. Real clear when I, you know, for whatever reason, in my brain, when I reference the, th- the, the, the throne room mm-hmm. or, or I, we'll get into that on the next one. That applies to that situation. Anyway, in particular, Christians are to offer to God, through Jesus, by the way, a sacrifice of praise. As Hebrews 13 says, the fruit of the lips that openly profess his name. This could involve celebrating Christ as Savior and Lord in personal or corporate acts of praise, but the immediate context exhorts believers to acknowledge Christ in the world in the face of opposition and suffering. In its widest sense, this sacrifice of praise will be rendered by those who confess Jesus outside the camp. Referencing Hebrews 13 there. Outside the camp. Mm in various forms of public testimony and and or slash evangelism. Allied to this, we are not to forget to do good and to share with others, for with with such sacrifices God is pleased. Outside the camp meaning outside of your local body, outside of the people that you live with. Okay. All of our people know that I love Jesus, you love Jesus, we serve Jesus, we, we, we do it together, right? We're all family. It's when you declare those things outside or away from the people that you do it with that it really counts. We all already know. We live together, right? That's when it becomes a sacrifice of praise. When, listen, <laughs> a really sort of silly practical example of this, okay? And I wasn't sure, really sure how it was go down, going to go down. Thankfully, I work with people who also love Jesus. Mm-hmm. I had the luxury, dare I say, the blessing mm-hmm. of sitting uh, at one of at, at a table in a restaurant at, at one of those uh, schmoozing meetings. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we we had it. We were meeting a couple of reps from several of the the companies that we are dealers with Mm -hmm. um, who were in town for a a shindig and and they wanted to come have lunch with us because we're their clients, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, total schmooze fest, right? And so we show up, we sit down, chit-chat, you know, blah, 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 blah. They're telling us about the party they had the night before and how cool it was and blah, blah, blah. Food arrives, right? And... Without thinking, I stopped to bless my food before I started eating. Mm-hmm. My boss also did the same. The people that we were sitting at the table with were incredibly uncomfortable in that moment. Oh, good. Because they had just spent 15, 20 minutes going on about this Bacchanal. debauchery that had went down the night before that they were still recovering from. And as soon as we dropped our heads to pray, it was like you could have heard a pin drop (laughs) at that table. (laughs) Oops. (laughs) And then 
the whole conversation changed afterwards. Of course it did. Right? Because they're salespeople and, oh, these aren't those kind of people. We Chameleons. need to take this a different direction. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, point being, we could have very easily said, well, you know, we'll just, I could pray in my head. I could pray before the food gets there. It's not mm. like I need to do anything major here to bless my food. Right. But it was an act of homage and mm. respect of God mm. to stop and thank him for the meal I was about to have, especially since I wasn't paying for it. Yeah. <laughs> but but it was one of the those things where it, it would have been so easy to just say, well, you know, I, I, these people obviously aren't Christians. I don't want to make them uncomfortable, so yeah. I'll just pray in my head and, and eat yeah. my food, and, and, and we're all good, right? Mm-hmm. It was signaled by a physical gesture, too, wasn't it? Yes. Pausing? Yes. I took, Bowing your head. Yep. I took a second. I bowed my head. Uh, and so then you, we eat. So you didn't pray out loud? No. I just stopped and bowed my head for a couple, three seconds. Ate my food. Yeah. Doesn't take me long to say, God, thank you so much for this meal. Yeah. Yes. Right? And so it's, that's just a really silly example of what, I'm, what we're talking about, what this paragraph was talking about, about outside of the camp, right? Confessing Jesus outside of the camp, right? right. That simple two-second, three-second gesture was enough to make it known that my boss and I are not the same as you people. We live our lives differently. It was also evident by what people ordered because... At 1.30 in the afternoon, <laughs> these people were ordering alcoholic drinks. Right. He and I ordered water. Yeah. <laughs> right? Right. It, it doesn't mean you have to stand on a street corner with a sign and say, I serve Jesus. Right. Right? And 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 all that that entails. It, listen, if you think God told you to do that, get after it. Right. Right? Most of the time, remember, we're talking about everyday life here. These acts of service, these acts of sacrifice are to happen in everyday life. You don't have to make a big deal out of it. Just do it. It shouldn't be weird to you. You should be used to it by now. You do it all the time, right? It's your lifestyle, remember? It's not something that draws attention to yourself. All right. Um, one more thing and then we'll be done because we're going real late. All right. All right. Worship as reverence or respect. Mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. And I'll just read some of this. If something catches you sideways, throw it out there. A third group or terms sometimes describes worship. Words meaning fear, reverence, or respect for God and indicate the need to keep his commandments, obey his voice, walk in his ways, turn from evil, and serve him. References for all of them are as follows. Deuteronomy 6. Haggai 1, Haggai, Haggai, I never know how to say that. I always say Haggai. Haggai, yeah, that one. Haggai. Haggai. Um, Yeah, Haggai 1, Deuteronomy 8, Proverbs 3, Deuteronomy 10, all right? Now, sacrifice and other rituals expressed reverence for God, but faithfulness and obedience to the covenant, there's that word again, Demands of God in every sphere of life also distinguished true from false religion. Mm-hmm. The New Testament indicates that humanity's failure to fear God and show him proper respect, respect, respect brings his wrath. 
only being redeemed with the precious blood of Christ can we be set free to serve God in reverent fear. Anything to add? So much. <laughs> An attitude of the fear of God. Uh huh. There is nothing wrong with that. Do not let people say that. What? that what? what do you mean you're afraid of God? There's nothing wrong with being afraid of God. It's what brought Alice Cooper to Jesus, to God, because he was afraid of God. People want God to be their buddy. Sure. People want God to be their friend. People want God to be the 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 the, the, the benevolent sky daddy. Whoa. No, this, I've, I've been, I was reading some stuff recently in the last, because, you know, I was up in the middle of the uh -huh. night. Okay. And I was reading a list of surveys. Okay. I don't, you know, you can make statistics, you know, dance the Macarena if you want to. Sure. But this was indicating that there is a high percentage of Christians who see God as a bringer of physical and financial blessings to their life. That that is part of God's purpose. It was a staggering number. Yeah. I mean, it's approaching three quarters. To the layman, they refer to that as the prosperity gospel. Yes, I don't want to... <laughs> I, that, God, that God's best for you uh -huh. will line up with what you believe is best for you. That goes directly against fearing God and treating him not out of terror, out of awe and respect and the amazing grace that he has. Yeah. Recognizing that you're afraid of something. Yeah. For me, it's interesting. And paying attention to it anyway is a big <laughs> you think, deal. You think? It's really interesting to me that they put this so far down in the article, because for me, like I said before, this is the jumping off point. Mm -hmm. This is what I was trying to jump up and down on last week, mm -hmm. because for me, this is the starting point. Mm -hmm. This you you absolutely have to understand. This. Perspective. Or else the rest of it. Is hogwash. Yes, it's useless. As it said earlier in the article, it's meaningless. Uh -huh. If you don't have this perspective, if this isn't where it comes from, if if this is not the jumping off point, you already got a messed up eye line. Yeah. Right? Your 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 sight your vision is already clouded. Let me throw something signed. And if this is not perfectly but in line. Articulated? <laughs> yeah, it's going to, well, who knows? That's, that's my problem. I have a hard time articulating what's happening in my brain. Yeah, I, I show up here. <laughs> okay. Okay. Some years ago. Yep. Yes. Um, people in conversation find out that I like music. Find out that I played music. <laughs> yes. Now, at that point, I had not played music publicly in a long time. Yes. But they said, oh, you're playing Sunday. Y'all have heard this. I knew none of the music. I was afraid. Yep. But I, and, and this will resonate with some people, but I did not want to disappoint these people 
there was a part of me that was, well, if I don't, they might withdraw their blessing. <laughs> yeah. And i.e. roof over my head. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. But what I found out later was, was yes, I was afraid. Um, I was scared to disappoint these people. I didn't want to, to get in there and find out that I was horrible at this and have them see that, which they did, but, um, and still loved me anyway. And that was the jumping off point, even though I didn't recognize it yep. for a myriad of things in my life. I came to a place where I started to fear God and fear his spirit. And that was a whole new thing because then I didn't want to get in the way of what these people knew that God and the Holy Spirit was doing in worship, even though I had no clue. And I was afraid of screwing it up, at which point I did. I'm going to pause your that, story for a second. Well, that's pretty much it. Okay. But I want to pause to put it to fix something. Earlier, when I said, when I referenced the throne room, right? Uh-huh. That's what I'm referencing, mm-hmm. is that, yeah, sure, I've been hanging out, living out here in my little hut in a 200-acre piece of land on the very edge of the kingdom mm-hmm. out here for years. Yeah, I know we have a king, but I've never really met him. Right. I know we have a king, but I've wow. never been in the castle. Wow. I've never been in the throne room. Yeah. Right? And all of a sudden, you find yourself walking through those giant doors into the throne room and yeah. in the very presence of the king. Yeah. And his people. It's a little different. It's a little different. That's one way to put it. A <laughs> little different, right? And so that feeling, that understanding of who God is, when, when you come from the outer fringes of the kingdom and all of a sudden you find yourself standing in the throne room, that understanding has to be the jumping off point. Right. And it was. It is. Yep. It still goes back to that for me. Sure. Sure. It, it has to because I, that's, that's when I started to understand that fear wasn't necessarily a bad thing. No. And it wasn't something you needed to, oh, fear, danger, run away. No. No, it's not. It's not a, yes, it, it, it absolutely is a fear of. Failure? This holy being could take my life. Yeah. Failure in front of. Right. Well, uh, uh, yes. Failure in front of him. Failing uh, this yes. thing. No, that was the, that's yeah, what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah. If, if I step out of line uh-huh. in this room, mm-hmm. I might die. Or if I am out of line and I don't know it, that was... You uh-huh. know, that's it. I don't know how to act in here. I don't know what to do. <laughs> so I'm just going to stand here with my head down. Yeah. And try to not interact, <laughs> if at all possible. Oh, oh man! Yeah, I wish that yeah, snatch I, I, me up by the shirt collar. What the heck was that? <laughs> no one ever said. Well, maybe once, twice. <laughs> you see, and I realized early on, even though he and I had not really become friends yet, that there was a look that he gets, and it was like, well, "Are you stupid or what?" <laughs> yes, I am. Oh, that certainly wasn't what was going through my head. Well, I would love to know something. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, th- th- this idea of of 
I, I am actually, I am in the presence of God, but I am aware that I am in the presence of God. Yes. Okay. That feeling you get mm-hmm. of inferiority, mm-hmm. that feeling you get of mm-hmm. I'm very small right now, mm-hmm. that is the jumping off point for understanding all of worship. It has to be. A life of worship. A lifestyle. It's it's not just, again, it's not just acts. It's not just service. It's not just praise. It's not just sacrifice. It's not just respect. It's not just all. It's all of those things. But all of it has to start with an understanding of your place. Right? It has to start with, <laughs> I understand where I am and where you are mm-hmm. has to start there and at any given moment through any of those other headings that we hit tonight has to remain there mm-hmm. has to remain there it can never be about you so we, we talked about self-awareness early on so you know, self-awareness is an interesting thing. We we, we need to talk about that in, con- in 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 the context of musicianship. I w- I want it. Maybe nobody else out there wants to talk oh, no, about we, it like I, that. We can but talk I, about we, it. We will. We can talk about it. Um, it. In the context of everyday life, self-awareness is a very interesting thing because. I need to be aware of am I still in that place? Mm-hmm. That's really the only thing you need to be aware of. Yeah. That's the only thing you should be concerned with is am I still in my proper place with God? Mm-hmm. In whatever you're doing in that moment. Oh, yeah. Right? Everything has to, has to wrap back around to okay. Okay, I'm giving somebody a ride to the grocery store. Am I still in this position of I understand where I'm at and where God's at? Why am I doing this? Why am I here? What is my motivation for this? What is driving me? We've talked at length tonight about what the answer to that question should be. Mm -hmm. But you always have to ask yourself that question for everything. That is the only thing you should be aware of. For, For whatever you're doing. Anything. Anything. It doesn't matter how silly or how huge. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if, if you have been invited to preach at a, at, at a convocation somewhere in front of a quarter of a million students graduating. Oh, really? When? Can I? Can I? Can I? Can I? <laughs> or if you're handing somebody a plate of spaghetti uh-huh. on can a Saturday I, can afternoon. I, can I? Can right? I? Oh, I've done that too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it does not matter. Yeah. Neither one of those is more important than the other. The only thing that matters is, am I in the will of God? Or am I, what? No. No, go ahead. Am I doing it because I love God? A love that comes from fear, or am I doing it because I want to? You know, that, that when he said, you know, you, you're speaking in front of, can I, can I, when do I get to do that? That would thrill me no end. I would love to do that. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. You would love You, as Mike Wilson in all of that. your personality traits, would oh, love to do that. Oh, 
Sure. And that's why I'm never going to have that opportunity. <laughs> because God goes, you screw up people one at a time. Yeah. Don't screw up quarter million all at once. No, no, son, we're not going to do that. Oh, yeah. So, no, listen, uh, we talked about all kinds of different aspects of worship and a lifestyle of worship and, and how that plays out in life. Um, but listen, the most important thing, it all comes back to it cannot be about you. It has to be about him. Always. Mm-hmm. And it needs to come from a place, and I feel 100% confident in saying this, it needs to come from a place of, just like I said, that young man shows up at your hut in the highlands of Scotland mm-hmm. and says, I am here to offer myself to you as a servant. You do with me whatever you want. Right? I no longer have any choices. Right? By the way, that's in Scripture. That attitude is in Scripture. Yes, it is. Go look it up. All right? That is how we are supposed to view ourselves. Okay? Now, you you cannot maintain that mindset while being concerned with how that's playing out in your life. Right. With whatever experience, you walk in and say, I'm here to serve you. I'm here to offer myself as a servant to you. I no longer get to make the choices. I'm here, whatever you want. Okay, cool. Go clean out the hog pen. What? I thought I was going to get to be, you know, your your royal plate holder. Whatever. You know what I mean? Like, no. It's no, not no. a job you want. That's also the taster. Yeah, yeah no, no. So, so, listen, you don't get to choose. Yeah. You don't get to, you also don't get to be upset. <laughs> see, see, that's the part that nobody wants to talk about. There's, a, there's an amazing song and a book title. Uh, awesome book too. You should read it. It's called "Everybody Wants to Go to Heaven, But Nobody Wants to Die." Yeah. See, what is required? Oh my gosh, I don't have time to go all the way into this. What is required? You have to be willing. To do what is required. He used the word. (laughs) Okay. Doesn't mean you're going to execute it flawlessly, but you have to be willing to do what is required. There's another place that this applies. Mm, Everywhere it applies. Therefore, guard your hearts and minds in the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. We'll guard your hearts and minds. I said that wrong. Yeah, right. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, so... You must be willing to have your understanding surpassed Mm -hmm. or you won't get the peace of God. You must be willing to be guarded. Your desire has to be a giving up. Mm -hmm. Now, we are fleshly selfish creatures and we're never going to get that right every time mm-hmm. the goal though is that I want to give up I understand that me offering myself mm-hmm. to you mm-hmm. completely having no rights mm-hmm. anymore I understand that that is so much better than what I had before there are opportunities that would not be available otherwise Again, just because I feel like some people think this way, I know I do, 
hearkening back to that, I show up at your door, I offer myself to you as a servant, and I say, six months down the road, I look at you one night when we're eating dinner, and I go, I am so happy that I came to serve you. Mm -hmm. Because I just heard about the kingdom that I left. It got wrecked. Yeah. I'm so happy. Yeah. This is so much better yeah. than what I was in before. Yeah. I'm not in charge. Mm-hmm. I don't get to make decisions. Mm-hmm. I don't get to complain. Mm-hmm. But man, this is so much better. Mm-hmm. My bed is so much more comfy. The food is so much more better. You get a bed? The air is so much more better up here. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. It, listen, that's the mindset, guys. That is it. Mm-hmm. You have... I don't know. I just, I don't know how many different ways I can say the same thing. Well, I, I, <laughs> willingness means you are willing to just show up and willing to do whatever it is that is going on at that moment. That is your willingness. Your willingness sometimes is your sacrifice. Your willingness sometimes is your service. And your willingness sometimes is your blessing. Yep. I don't know. I, I think the horse is dead. Well, I, I did not, I purposely did not read the last portion of this article. I, yeah, good. <laughs> That's for the I, next episode. I was trying to steer away from that. By, by, by the way, uh, a teaser for the next episode in case you wonder where we're headed. The next one will be dedicated to this facet of worship. The worship, or sorry, worship and congregational gatherings. Yep. So that is that that's that's the next episode is is all that. It, and I wanted to save it because I said earlier but most modern people today, I guess is the best way to put it. The vast majority of people who call themselves Christians, if you ask them about worship, they automatically go to, they connect that with praise and worship time or church service or going to church you know what I mean doing things with the church all of those things so that's what we're going to talk about next week I'm looking forward to it yep I will be here I hope you will as I will well. be here too I mean all of them use <laughs> use Use, use guys. Use guys. All right, listen. The horse is dead. I'm shutting up. Mr. Wilson, take us home. You know, the, all the, we we are at like this might be our longest episode ever. Yay! We're like well over two hours. It's a weapon. <laughs> uh, yeah. We we we, we hmm. do not be discouraged. Be thou not disencouraged by anything that we say. This is meant to be. Perhaps a spur, perhaps a, hey, we're doing it. Why don't you come join? Um, you see people who are doing it, go with them and figure out what it is that God's doing in their life. Be willing to show up. And then as soon as you do, God will show you people that he intends for you to bless. So just go bless somebody. Love you. Bye.